Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, Jordan Bennington is back, allowing one goal in his second-to-last game and zero goals in his most recent game. The fall of or the demise of Jordan Bennington was greatly exaggerated, clearly, uh, as we now have Jordan Bennington back in his starting form. So we'll be talking about that. Josh, you look great. I can see your pores. Thank you. Yeah, we got the new YouTube set up as well, um, which is a little bit of a precursor for something very, very exciting. Make sure you don't miss Wednesday's episode. That's all I'll say. Um, Talking about the victory over the Chicago Blackhawks and going to be talking about, you know, Justin Falk, the defense, and have we figured things out? Probably not, but maybe. Stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute. Tommy and I have been busy midterms last week and all that stuff, but it is time for another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Any number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I am joined by my crystal clear HD co-host Thomas Welch in the brand new YouTube setup. That, like I said, is a precursor for something big and very exciting that is going to be happening this week. Make sure you stay tuned for that. But we got a really fun episode for you guys today. The Blues have been playing great hockey lately. We got two games to go over: uh, the victory over the Chicago Blackhawks, where Jordan Bateson got his shutout. And then the game before that against the team that I don't remember because I am, oh yeah, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers and Buffalo Sabres. We got a lot to talk about. Um, did we talk about the Philly game? I don't remember. It's been a while. Jordan Bennington has been playing great. We're going to be talking about all of all of his performances lately uh, and the team's performances as well. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Tommy, I feel so more, uh, much more up and close and personal with you. This is going to be a real, real intimate episode. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about. Um, we've been in the midst of a goalie controversy for good two months now uh, with Billy Huso basically taking over the starters net and Jordan Bennington unable to find his footing. I think his last win had, you know, previously come like in December before, uh, the game against Philly, if I'm correct there. Uh, it had been a while before he had been able to really get his uh, his feet under. It was, it was either his last win or his last win without giving up like five goals, something like that. Um, but yeah, he had been the backup goalie for a good two months. And then he comes in and puts, you know, allows one goal in a performance. Billy Hughes starts the next game and then gets a shutout in his next performance. So Bennington is back. Uh, the Blues are playing really good hockey. We're going to start with that uh, before we get into you know some more of the nitty gritty details of the Chicago game and stuff like that. So, what have you liked out of Jordan Bennington's game? Uh, and I guess follow up question for a little bit later: What the heck do you do now if you're the St. Louis Blues? Who do you start in the next game? Well, I think the biggest thing for Jordan Bennington when you break down his game is always making those big saves, right? And I feel like that's easy to say for any goaltender. Like, oh, if you make the big saves, you're going to come out victorious, but I, I feel like there's a lot of goalies out there that kind of let in squeakers and uh, let in like backbreakers, right? And I feel like for Bennington, like hot off of a couple games, like breakaways right off the jump, and he stones them cold, uh, so the defense feels more comfortable in front of him. 
and and they play better as a result. And I feel like the Chicago Blackhawks kind of the same way. I mean, that, that one-timer save on Patrick Kane looked exactly like a couple of saves that Jordan Bennington had in the playoffs, one against the Winnipeg Jets especially. So for him to be playing the way that he is right now, and I know before... Before everyone jumps on top of us, it's a small sample size. I get it. it's like two games, but uh, having that All Star break to kind of, kind of get your bearings and uh, figure out what you did wrong and maybe step back and breathe, look at your game, and then come back into it. I feel like was crucial for him. And so, I mean, Craig Bruby talks about it all the time. It's always a great thing to have two goalies uh, that are playing great hockey, and they're going to need both of them to win the Stanley Cup. So, when it comes to who do you start? I think Craig has kind of said it's like an alternate thing and they have a schedule of who's going to go for whose games, whatever it might be. But uh, I think another question you got to ask yourself is if Jordan Bennington continues to play like this and looks like shades of himself from 2019, what do you do with Billy Huso? Because it's going to be a UFA at the end of the season. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, you have to keep him for the cup run and all those things. But you look over at Nashville Predators, who are a cup run posed team, poised team, and they're looking at moving Philip Forsberg. So, I don't know. There's There's got to be something there to where, like, either you keep the guy and you've got a, a nasty tandem to help you all the way out through the playoffs, maybe add on defense. I don't know I don't know what that looks like, especially with the cap as it is right now and, and who you would have to move because there'd definitely be some, some puzzle pieces to move there. But I like the way that this team is playing right now, which, by the way, that's a four-game win streak kind of nasty especially uh with the way that this team uh ended the all ended going into the all-star break and kind of started off it was a little bit sluggish but they've turned it around that Montreal Canadiens game seems long ago and especially because of the way the Canadians have been playing it doesn't feel as um backbreaking of a loss so I like the way that the Blues are playing right now. I like David Perron having two goals on the night against the Blackhawks. I like Braden Shen staying hot with two assists. Robert Thomas got on the point board. Jordan Cairo got on the point board. So, And Ivan Barbashev was back on it as well. So this team is, it feels like all the right players and the veterans and the players that are making the money and um, even the phenoms coming up are kind of coming together at the right time for this home stretch. And I can't wait to see what the results will be. So you mentioned that the St. Louis Blues are on a four-game win streak. Uh, they're also on a seven-game point streak, 6-0-1 in their last seven games. Uh, and then I'll re- I'm, I want to read you the goal totals for those six wins. 5-1 against the Blackhawks, 5-2 against the Senators, 6-3 against the Maple Leafs, 4-1 against the Flyers, 5-3 against the Sabres, and 4-0 against the Blackhawks. So in those six wins, only scored below five goals twice, and when they did, or not six game win streak, but in those six wins, I should say, scored below five goals only twice. And when they did, they allowed one and zero goals. So kind of, you know, four of those games were just offense was carrying them. And then two of those games, you know, the offense wasn't quite as hot and the defense stepped it up. So winning in different ways amongst those six games, it's not like their offense was just on fire, you know, carrying them through those wins. It was a little bit of offense, a little bit of defense, a little bit of goal ending all around victories. Um, Maybe the most consistent stretch of Blues hockey this season. If you remove that, you know, anomaly of a Montreal game, which, you know, to their credit, they were playing really hot hockey and still are playing pretty hot compared to, you know, how they were in the rest of the season. So not the worst loss, you know, a week out, still not great. But, you know, if you look, if you, that aside, 
six wins in the last seven games, seven point or uh, seven games with points in their last seven games. Can't complain too much. So we're we'll be talking all about that, more specifically about the Chicago game, Justin Falk, the defense, all that, and more. But first, wanted to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, like I said. Uh, they're low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, and low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four net carbs, as well as 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we'll be right back. So we are back with the second segment, and the Blues have been playing really good hockey as of late. And one such instance is a 4 nothing victory over the Chicago Blackhawks. So, Tommy, what do you like in that game? What do you see? How the Blues come away with such a victory in dominant fashion? Sticking to their game, right? I mean, obviously... The Blackhawks are a struggling team this year. As much as Marc-Andre Fleury decided to stand on his head, um, as he typically likes to do, I mean, the Blues offense is going to come at you in waves. We've talked about it all season long. The depth of this team is what's going to allow it to excel through the playoffs. It's not really going to be their defense. Maybe a couple games, the goaltending, they'll get a steal. But I think the offense is the bread and butter of this team. Like you said, their goal-scoring production has never really wavered throughout this entire season. And uh that was prevalent against the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, the Blackhawks are not nearly as deep, not nearly as talented, and they could just not hang with the big dogs. And that's what you have to do when you're a playoff contending team against these kind of lower, of the bottom tier teams. You just got to go in, take care of business, beat up on them, then move on to the next one. And I think that's the mindset that the Blues had. And I think um, the road trip and this upcoming road trip to New York is kind of, uh, they got them, that, that kind of killer mindset going, right? And I feel like at times we haven't seen that from the, this season, but I think they know that it's the home stretch of the season. Every point matters, especially in the central where it just seems like there's juggernauts left and right. Every team you look at, Colorado Avalanche are on a mutant tear. Uh, predators look like, I mean, a lot of people thought the Predators had no business being in playoff contention. And they're still flying on all cylinders. Soros is playing out of his mind. So, uh, And the Wild, I mean, you've got stacked teams in the Central as far as you can look at. And so every point matters. And uh, even though at times we've been frustrated with this team, I think they know that. And I think like a lot of teams kind of do that, like conserve energy in the tank until like the second half of the season. So maybe that was their strategy kind of going into it, but I I think the Blues have always been a second-half team and always, um, they know it, like, obviously they've got enough veterans on this team to know what it takes to get to the playoffs and make it through the playoffs, so I fully expect them to do so, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, um, speaking of a stacked central division, the Blues now sit 
kind of comfortably in second Never place in the central. I say kind of because I right, I say kind of because they have a 5-point lead. Sure. Minnesota's got two games in hand. You know, right behind them Nashville 64 points, the Blues have 70. So, comfortable for now, honestly, maybe close to the, the most comfortable position they've had all season in that central division spot, but you can't get comfortable, especially with a division as competitive as it is. Um, you know, 30 games left in the regular season. When you get to that point, it really starts ramping up. You really start getting that playoff level hockey um, is just going to start creeping up on you. Um, but that being said, you know, amidst a really competitive central division and, you know, with a schedule that's starting to really ramp up in terms of frequency of games, uh, the Blues have done a good job of weathering that storm early. And besides that one Montreal loss, which, you know, we've, you know, our opinion on <laughs> Go that. Go check out um, the episode if you haven't. If you don't. If you don't, go check out the episode. It should be uh, front page of our YouTube channel. And then if you scroll down a couple couple uh, uh, episodes on our you know, Spotify or whatever, you, you should find it. Um, you, you can't miss the title. So great episode there. But besides that, you know, the Blues have been playing really, really consistent hockey as of late. And it's the time where they needed to do so. Um, speaking of really consistent hockey, Tommy, one stat that's kind of... Uh, disregarded a lot of times in in nhl communities in terms of its legitimacy is plus minus and well i don't think we've really ever talked about plus minus on this podcast every once in a while we'll throw it out there um but we've never really focused on it now that being said there is something that kind of jumps off the page for me um when you're looking at plus minus uh for the st louis blues and for the nhl in general and i want to kind of tease that for the third segment um so looking at the the league leaders for plus minus in the NHL, uh, Devin Taves is in first with forty two plus forty two. Johnny Gaudreau plus forty. Elias Lindholm plus thirty nine. And then in fourth place, you have Justin Falk at a plus thirty six. Which again, take with that what you will. But the thing that really jumps off the page for me is you got Colorado Avalanche, Calgary Flames, Calgary Flames, Florida Panthers, Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, Calgary Flames, Florida Panthers, Florida Panthers, Calgary Flames, Colorado Avalanche. So in the top like 13 teams, 13 players, it's like four guys apiece from the same team. Just Falk is the only guy on the St. Louis Blues that's up there. Has a has 12 plus minus 12 points, 12 units higher than the next highest guy on the Blues, Tory Krug, who is a plus 24. So clearly... If plus minus indicates anything, it's that Justin Falk has been the best player uh, on the surface in terms of goal differential for the St. Louis Blues. So in the third segment, I want to talk about his performance um, and just the defense in general as well. Uh, before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at betonline.net. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your best source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, Tommy. With so with ten of the top eleven players in plus minus belonging to three of the top, I guess 
three of the top five teams in the three of the top nine teams in the NHL, but um, three of the top teams in the NHL, and then the one outlier being Justin Falk. Yeah, you could say plus minus doesn't mean something, but when there's an anomaly so large that you know it's not just the whole Blues has a good, uh, have a good plus minus, it's Justin Falk is you know has close to double the next highest plus minus on the team. That clearly means something. You know, the stat exists for a reason. You know, maybe it's a little little bogus at times, but that means something to you when you see a statistic like that, when you see something that jumps off the page as significantly as Justin Falk being in fourth in the NHL for plus minus. What does that say to you about his game? Does that confirm what you think you've seen out of him this season? Not that Justin Falk is the best defenseman on the St. Louis Blues because of his plus minus, but I think the fact that he's the best defenseman on the Blues is supported by his plus minus, if that makes sense. I think um, like what Colton Pareko brings to you in the defensive zone and size is great, and what Tory Crew can bring to you in the offensive zone and his speed is great. But Justin Falk gives you a little bit of everything. I mean, the guy defends the blue line like his life depends on it. He's not afraid to lay the body. He's good with his stick play. He's good covering his man. He can score goals. He can toe drag. Uh, he can win puck battles along the wall. He can hold the zone and he can defend it well. I mean, this guy, I mean, it's so surprising that we've gotten to this point where we're saying arguably that he's the number one defenseman on this team when uh, not too long ago, half the franchise and me at times included were ready to ship him out and we're looking forward to the Seattle crack and expansion draft so that we could get rid of his massive contract but uh imagine this team without Justin Falk right now holy I got a fun one for you uh, I'm looking at the team wide plus minus right now uh Justin Falk's uh pairing mate Tory Krug is a plus 24 who is the next highest defenseman on the St. Louis Blues in terms of plus minus. Krug at plus 24, Justin Falk at plus 36. And maybe it's Perunovic because of the lack of games played, but I'm going to go with, uh, let's go Mikola maybe, or Bortz. Uh, Nico Mikola is tied with, you haven't said his name yet. Nope. Colton Pareko? Not Bortz? Wallman. (laughs) Who else plays defense for us? Scandella. Yup. You're kidding. No way. There's the latency Top four. and the polarity oh, but it gets better. of the it gets, plus it minus gets stat for you in a nutshell. It gets right so there. much better. Justin Falk, <laughs> plus 36. Tory Krug, plus 24. And then you move into the third defenseman and fourth. They're both tied. What, what, what do you think they are? Plus what? If they're number three and four. I bet there's a steep. I bet it's like plus six. Divided by two. Three? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Oh my god. Dude, that is insane though. But that I I mean that shows you like the the drop off in this team and it really does show you the polarity in the stat that is plus yep. minus Pareko, minus 2, Robert Bertuzzo minus 1. Molding this question of the defense into the goaltending question. They're both starters, right? 1A 1B at this point. Sure. I mean Jordan Bennington could kind of regress to the means, but the way that he played in these last two games, he's like I mean, really, you could interchange both of them. We're starting a playoff game tomorrow. Whose name are you calling on and why? In goal? Yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah. Jordan Bennington. Why? His confidence is probably the highest it's been all season. And if the playoffs start tomorrow and you start Billy Huso, gone. Gone. 
Billy Huso is expected to be the backup. So you start Jordan Bennington. He he poops the bed in game one and two. Billy Huso is ready to go. You start Billy Huso. Any chance of Jordan Bennington remaining confident for the postseason is gone. Um, he's the starter. He was supposed to be the starter. He still is supposed to be the starter, and he's played the best hockey he has all season in his last two starts. If the playoffs start tomorrow, I don't care if it's a small sample size. I'm giving him, at the very least, game one. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you might be a little confused at what I have to say next because oh boy. I've been I've been pretty adamant about the idea that Vili Husso should be moved because of his lack of consistency. He's going to be a UFA after the season. Bennington's still the starter. You have to pay him, yada, yada, yada. This will be good. If I'm playing a playoff game tomorrow and you're asking me to name the starter. Don't say it. You're asking me to name the starter, Josh. And Jordan Bennington has two games under his belt where we said, hey, you played pretty well. I got to go with Vili Husso. I mean, the guy's been consistent. I mean, I we're talking about lack of consistency in Vili Husso. It's year to year, right? This season, he's been about as consistent as you can ask of the guy. He's been a pillar for this team. And we consistently talk about the defense playing a different game in front of him. Because of that, I think you have to reward that and put him in at least game one. I don't. I think Jordan Binnington is a vet, and I think I don't think it's going to ruin his confidence. I think it's going to light a fire under him even more. And it's obviously a good, it's a good problem to have, right? But I think Vili Husso has earned the right in his consistent play throughout this season. Even though Jordan Binnington has the Stanley Cup experience and has proven that he can bring a Stanley Cup home for the St. Louis Blues, I think Vili Husso deserves to get game one in a Stanley Cup playoff? I think it's a really good question. Um, and the only reason I'm saying Bennington is because you said start tomorrow. I, I still think there is a question that's going to be fleshed out, but the pinned comment on today's YouTube video will be that exact that's a question. Great question. So make sure you guys let us know in the comments uh, what you guys think. Because truly, I think it is a pristine debate to have, and it is a good problem to have. I don't think there's a wrong us. answer either, um, to be honest. No, I, I don't. And, and like, that's why like, it's a good problem to have. If you're watching us on YouTube, let us know in the comments what you think um, because you know our opinions are pretty out there. You could ask us that the same question in a week and we might have opposite answers. Uh, that's the be- that's the beauty of, of how many games the Blues are going to be playing in the next few months or a few weeks. Which, by the say. way, you um, want to talk about goaltending. Uh, March 2nd, they play the New York Rangers. They turn around and play them again in eight games. So that, if you want to talk about this Blues offense, and what it brings to the table, that's going to be a good test to see right there. Trying to crack the egg that is Shesterkin on his way to a Vesna campaign. Jesus, good luck with that one. So again, like I said, let us know in the, in the YouTube comments uh, your opinion on who should be starting in, goalie if, in goal if the playoffs start tomorrow. Uh, or if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, uh, send us a tweet. Uh, we love reading interactions from you guys and stuff like that, um, especially with a good old goalie controversy. Who doesn't love that? Now, Tommy, we have reached pretty much close to the end of today's episode. Got time for one more short little conversation. Um, what do you think is the number one takeaway for this stretch of seven games of consecutive earning a point? That was the, the weirdest, disc- most disc- What's the biggest takeaway from this stretch of success for the Blues? Yes. I think it's just support. I feel like the team has supported, like, in games where the defense has looked bad, the offense 
has supported the defense and the goaltending has supported it as well, right? When in games yep. where it looks like the defense or the goaltending might struggle, which hasn't been many, uh, the offense and defense come around and kind of pick it up. Uh, and I think that's anytime you can do, if you win two, th- if you win two thirds of like those three facets of a game, Nine times out of ten, you're going to come away victorious unless you're going up against Ben Bishop in Game 7, which he still came away victorious. But you had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be one of those games. I had me in the first first, first five periods of that game. Sometimes there's just games where a goalie stands on their head. Can you imagine if we did this podcast? Can you imagine if we did this podcast? I would have had a stroke, I think. I would have definitely had a stroke. Here's hoping we got some uh, similar moments to cover this time around because uh, I miss I miss that playoff run. Um, oh, that would have been electric. But yeah, I think it's just I think it's just support from the rest of the team and kind of uh, and it's support from the players too. Like David Perron is at a struggling season, not the best season by statistical measures. He doesn't want to play that way. He's he hasn't found a rhythm with his injuries and COVID and cold is growing and all these things. Yeah, he's got five points in his last five games. He's picking it up. The veterans are doing what you need them Might to. Might even call him a man on fire. Yeah, exactly. Braden Shen, same way. So the guys that are getting the big contracts are uh, stepping up when you need them. And the guys that aren't making a lot of money, but you have high expectations for. And Robert Thomas, who I think just passed Ivan Barbashev in points. Uh, last game so he's climbing up the ladder too and Jordan Kyra's up there as well so and obviously Vladimir Tarasenko like all of these guys are just doing exactly what you expected them and if you pick up more guys along the way I mean this team is going to be lethal in the playoffs yeah I mean you the what you just said perfectly encapsulates what was going to be like my answer for my biggest takeaway from the seven game point streak um and you know if I had to sum it up in one word it would be consistency uh, we've been talking about the inconsistency of the St. Louis Blues uh, all season. And, you know, despite that Montreal loss, besides that Montreal loss, um, this has been, you know, probably the stretch where they've kind of gone back and forth between goalies the most uh, during this whole controversy. And the team has finally played the same way in front of Jordan Bennington that they do in front of Billy Huso and vice versa. Uh, getting equal contributions from everybody. No one's really, you know, they're not relying on Jordan Cairo putting up four points a night to propel their offense. They're getting, you know, a goal from every forward line. Uh, really consistent hockey, which is what you need if you're going to go on a playoff run. So fingers crossed that it can be the norm moving forward because like we've been saying, they've got a lot of games coming up. So that means a lot of recap episodes for you here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and that notification bell. That way, whenever we upload a new video, you guys can be the first to know. Interact with that pinned comment. You know, chat with us, all that and more. Uh, make sure you follow us on all of our socials. Um, Locked on Blues on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow this guy on Twitter at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.